Hello, everybody. This is uh, Andy LeBeau of Commodity Research Group, and I'm joined today by Marty Stetzer, the president of EKT Interactive. And today is December 6th. It's an OPEC meeting day, uh, so we'll definitely be talking about that. Uh, and it was, it's also an EIA day. Uh, so we will be talking about that, and I think we're going to start, uh, as we always do, uh, with, the, uh, with the numbers. But first, I want to say uh, good afternoon to my uh, good and great friend, Marty Stetzer. Good afternoon, and thanks for being with us this week, Marty. Andy, happy to help as usual. The other, the other thing, not, uh, not a bright spot today, is George Bush's funeral here in Houston. So uh, every meeting that I've been to, we've had a moment of silence. Maybe you and I can do the same thing. He uh, turns out to be a more of a statement, statesman than I remembered, to be honest. Well, he, I think he'll, he'll go down as being a, uh, a great president. And uh, I think we, we, we might have to do, uh, I think we'll do that moment of silence or maybe, maybe at the end of the, of the, uh, the, end of the broadcast but uh, definitely remembering uh, uh, George Bush today, who uh, was, it ends up, even though he was born up, up in uh, New England, ended up being a great Texan. That's for sure. Good idea, Andy. Go ahead. All right. Uh, let's just talk about the numbers. They were, uh, they were interesting this week. Marty, there was one huge bit of data that, that shows where, where uh, the U.S. is at. Uh, this week was the first week that uh, if you take crude and product exports, they were higher than crude and product imports. So uh, the U.S. was a net exporter of, uh, of petroleum this week. It's, yeah. just a, it's just an unbelievable thing. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it's shown where we are uh, as really a, a world power on the, uh, on the production stage. And we're definitely going to be talking about that momentarily. Uh, looking at the individual pieces of the report, crude stocks drew by 7.3 million. The, the street was looking for uh, uh, a minor draw. I think I was looking for, uh, for unchanged. And the reason we drew that much is uh, because exports were a record at 3.2 million barrels a day. And uh, our ability to export that much is going to be uh, really significant as uh, we head into uh, 2019 because we're going we're gonna to have to be exporting over 3 million barrels a day, really, uh, in the second half if, if the market's to be balanced. But that's another, that's another story. Stocks drew in pad three, uh, which is the Gulf Coast, obviously, because exports were, uh, were so strong. But they built in Cushing yet again. Cushing stocks have now built, since early October, they've built like 12 million barrels. So Cushing is on the, uh, is on the rebuild. Uh, gasoline stocks built by 1.7 million barrels, right around expectations. Uh, I was looking for a little bit less of a, less of a build. Gasoline production, now this is, this is also really important. We're seeing gasoline production decline, which makes sense given that in the Gulf Coast and in New York Harbor, uh, at the end of November, gasoline cracks, physical gasoline cracks went negative. So uh, refiners are certainly going to trim 
are going to try to trim uh, gasoline production. Uh, this week, demand was soft for gasoline, but that's going to change too. Uh, pump prices have come off, have come way off, and uh, now at 253 average U.S. average, for the first time, are below year ago levels, and uh, they'll, they'll probably be coming off uh, coming off some more, and uh, that that certainly is going to help gasoline demand, particularly uh, in December, which is usually a, a strong gasoline uh, demand month. Distillate stocks built up 3.8. And I'd say uh, one of the most important numbers of, of all these numbers is that distillate production uh, is booming. Uh, the reason being, of course, is that, is that distillate cracks, a mirror image really of gasoline cracks, distillate cracks have been really strong. Distillate to gasoline, the heat to gas spreads were 60 cents uh, at one point in, in November. So refiners are going to try to increase yields of, uh, of, of distillates, and they're doing so. Today's distillate output, I think, is the second highest ever. Earlier this year, we were right around the, the same number, and that, and that number is going up. So um, that could be a big change on, uh, on distillate. Um, stocks are still tight for, uh, for distillate, but uh, you know, the, the added supply could, could, be, uh, could be worrisome. Finally, total stocks uh, this week drew by uh, 8 million, um, thanks to the draw in um, kerosene, as well as other oils, and of course, uh, crude. Which, which we talked about down 7.3. So, so overall, I would say a, you know, a, a mixed bag, but there are some, you know, there are some things that uh, for in this particular report that definitely uh, bear close attention and, you know, are going to have, are going to have uh, big impacts going down the road. Andy, on, on distillate stocks, is, is the build because the, uh, the weather pattern is a little less than they anticipated? I, I don't think so. I mean, it's been, um, well, it, it, it's cold. No, I, I don't think so. I mean, it, it's been, we're, we're heading into a colder than normal period here up, up in the Northeast. And uh, we did have a few you know, a few mild days early. I, I think the real no, I think the real reason. There's two real reasons. One is distillate production. Two, the imports into New York Harbor. You know, the imports into the, into the Northeast have um, you know have really spiked uh, this last week. They're over 300,000 barrels a day. That's a that's a huge number. Um, and the, the arbitrage, uh, the Hogo. Uh, between New York and London is uh, like the highest since February. So we're attracting a lot of barrels here up into, into the Northeast. So I think that's, you know, I think that's, that's probably the reason. Just economics, not the weather. I, I think it's just economics. I, I think it's certainly pad one inventories are low, even, even with this build this week and um you know we are we are a little vulnerable up here if, if we do get a uh you know if, if we do get any uh really frigid weather coming in here through uh you know through the end of december or uh, into january right now we're looking you know it's going to be colder than normal but I, I don't think i wouldn't call it frigid good thanks for that well, I guess the big, you know, certainly these numbers are, you know, people 
we'll be looking at them. Uh, the market did rally after that that crude draw, but Marty, there's no doubt that the uh, you know the OPEC meeting is is the big you know is is certainly the big story in uh, in oil markets. And as we sit here today on December sixth, uh, OPEC says they have a uh, production cut. They however, have to consult with the non-OPEC producers, namely Russia, and uh, we'll probably know a little bit more, we'll know a little bit more tomorrow, no doubt, uh, after, the, after the Saudis and Russians meet. That, that explains something, Andy. I, I uh, was talking to you a little bit about the rig count, U.S. rig count. The Texas rig count, it hasn't seen uh, much of a drop. It's still like 17, 18% over this, this time last year. It run 500, 530 rigs. And I guess maybe they're, uh, maybe they're hoping that OPEC kind of turns things around because of the steepness of their current crude price drop. Yeah. I think the markets come off so fast, you know, it was in early October, we were $75. So, you know, we're now $50. So we've, we've, you know, we've come off what? What is that? Thirty-three percent in just eight weeks. So, you know, I, I don't think that uh, you know producers have, have really gotten the time to, to change their their planning all that much. Although I'm sure now that we're coming to year end and and uh, you know they're they're going through their their planning cycles. Um, you know, they'll they'll be taking some actions, and we may see those those recounts. You may see those rate counts go down. You know, a lot of the uh, drilled but uncompleted wells were probably completed earlier, and and you know there may there may be some change on the uh, on the ducks coming up. Right. But uh, did I read this as one of the steepest drops ever in the uh, in the re not recorded history, but in quite a while? It's definitely um, yeah I, you know we we've had. We've had declines like this, maybe not as fast or as or as swift, but certainly, you know, in uh, 08, 09, uh, we had we had a uh, fairly dramatic decline from the hundreds down into the into the 20s. And just a couple of years ago, we we had a big decline after that December 14th OPEC meeting, also also into the uh, into the 20s. I think we forget that. Uh, you know, in, in 2016, the market got down to, you know, was it, we were in the 20s. Right, right. So, you know, we've, we've certainly, yeah, you know, things <laughs> get these cycles. So they, they, they become quicker and quicker. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So back to the meeting, any, any more uh, conjectures or things that you're hearing? About, uh, well, I, I think that. You know, I've, I've, there's certainly been a lot of conjecture uh, in the press on, uh, you know, the what the cuts are going to be and what, you know, the, this cut means this, this cut means that, you know, and there, there's some talk about a million barrels to a million point three, and if it's a million, that's not enough. You know, I, I don't really take a lot, I don't put a lot of stock into into that. I think, you know, we have to see what, you know, what actually happens because, you know, the Saudis are going to cut. They may not say exactly how much they're going to cut. You know, they've already talked about a half million barrel down a day cut for December uh, after they increased to uh, 
over 11 million barrels a day. I, you know, I think they'll be back to 10.6 for uh, December. Then we'll see what happens for the, you know, where they go for the, uh, for the first quarter. We do, uh, we do know for sure that Venezuelan production is going to go down. You know, they're, they're, they're declining by 30 to 50,000 barrels a day each month, you know, each month. So, um, you know, I, I think that they're going to, we'll see them decline. Iran, I think, still has some, uh, Iran too is going to probably reduce, going to have to reduce production as demand for their crude is going to be, you know, it, if you go through all the waivers and, and where the sanctions are, uh, you know, I think Iran goes down about 300,000 barrels a day more. Uh, and we'll probably get some, uh, something from Iraq, Kuwait, and the uh, UAE. So they may not, you know, they may, they may throw something very opaque out there tomorrow. But, you know, I, I think the, the key is, is what they actually do. And, you know, my opinion, the, the production in the first quarter is going to be around 31 point. 8 million barrels a day, which is 1.2 million below where we are right now, um, you know, of actual, where the actual cuts are, you know, what they do. So, you know, they, they may tell the market one thing and actually do, do something else. Plus, you know, I, I do think Russia is going to kick in about 150,000 barrels a day. And we just got a cut out of Canada of 345,000 barrels a day. So to me, you know, I, I see the first quarter still in balance, still in, still in a slight surplus, but not too much of one. And, uh, you know, that, that should be enough to hold the market and, you know, maybe keep it, you know, maybe keep it trading sideways to maybe higher. I mean, we could we could rotate. Uh, we could rotate higher for, for sure. There'll be some time reaction to the whole system like we've talked in, in the past. The, the market will be re using uh, maybe some of their crystal balls between now and the end of the year, Andy, because even if they decide to cut, they can't do that overnight. Yeah, that's the other thing. They're not doing that overnight. That's going to be, you know, into the, into the first quarter. So, yeah, and they're still putting out too much, so we've got we've to work through that. And we probably have to work through a, uh, you know, work through a surplus of, um, work through a surplus for, 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 you know, early next year. But, but I think, you know, I think the market should, uh, should hold together. You know, Marty, one, one of the, one of the wild, you know, somebody was asking me when I was down in uh, Houston last week, what, what are the wild cards? Always a great question, right? What are the what are the wild cards? It, it's usually what you least expect it, you know. Uh, but in this in this market, there's plenty of wild cards. You know, there's wild cards all over the place. You know, whether it's the you know the political uh, what what's happening politically with uh, you know Trump and the Saudis, what the Russians are doing, whether or not uh, Nigeria or uh, Libya can continue to provide the same amount of uh, supply that they've, that they've been able to provide in the, you know, over the second half of, uh, of this year, you know, what, 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 the, what the waiver situation ends up in, in May. I mean, there's still, and of course, where, where demand goes, you know, is, is demand going to be as weak as some people think it's, you know, is, is demand going to be weak? 
uh, you know, some people believe, you know, because of the because of the trade problem. So all kinds of things going on. Exactly, like like the uh, games you play late at night, seven card stud. Right. Two, twos, threes, and two black fours are wild, and nothing's really wild but the dealer, right? That's exact. That's exactly right. And uh, you know, I think it's going to be as it always is. You know, it's certainly going to be an interesting uh, first quarter coming up, um, and an interesting, uh, an interesting 2019. But um, you know, we'll, we'll know a little bit more tomorrow uh, once the OPEC. Um, once the OPEC news is, is finalized. That was a good good rundown, Andy. Uh, we'll see how things look. Uh, know a lot more about this when we talk next week, won't we? We definitely will. Well, uh, just, to, just to sum up, I'm, I'm Andy LeBeau, and my, uh, I could be found. Our website, it, our website is uh, commodityresearchgroup.com. My email is alebeau at commodityresearchgroup.com. A lot of the things we're talking about is, are available in our uh, monthly report. And uh, feel free to uh, reach out to, uh, to me or Marty uh, if you'd like a copy of, of the report. And I'm Marty Stetzer in Houston, president of EKT Interactive. If you're uh, relatively new to the industry and would like to learn a little bit more about it using a mobile-ready type of uh, learning platform, take a look at our website, www.ektinteractive.com, and sign up for Oil 101. Andy, thanks. I always enjoy being part of your podcast with you. All right. Thank you, Marty.